Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of With Love Lacey. I am your host, Lacey, and uh, I am still trying to figure out how the heck to make my hair look good while I'm wearing these headphones. So if you're watching on YouTube, I'm really sorry. I can't figure it out. I think it looks fine. It just doesn't look great. If you're listening, be glad because you can't see how distracting it is that I can't figure out how the heck to wear my hair with headphones. It's hard, okay? It's hard out here for women. Anyways, um, welcome back to another episode. I am um, currently exhausted. I got back home last night at midnight from Mobile, Alabama. I was in Alabama speaking at an event uh, with a ministry called Abundantly More, and it was so amazing. It was literally incredible. We had so much fun, but I'm so tired. <laughs> I still, I I woke up like really early this morning because like I was planning on sleeping in because I'm like, oh, I probably need the rest. I'm so tired, and I didn't sleep in at all. I woke up early, and I was like, what's going on? And I tried to go back to sleep, and I couldn't, so I'm awake, but still alive, but I'm barely breathing. Let's see my intro song. I love that that's like unofficially my intro song because I feel like it just, it makes sense. Anyways, uh, Abundantly More was incredible and it was so good that um, I decided that I want to do a podcast off of the um, sermon that I spoke. I I decided I was like, man, that I feel like it really impacted me as a person. Um, what God just, just spoke over me. Literally, I had a different sermon um, <laughs> that I was intending to speak. And the night before the event, God was like, Hey, I need you to change the whole thing. And I was like, okay. And so I did. And, um, it impacted me so much that I wanted to share it on the podcast as well, because if there's one thing about me is that <laughs> I have struggled with identity my whole life. I remember like in the fifth grade, and if you've heard this story before, bear with me, but in the fifth grade, my mom bought me a pair of Ugg boots. I really, like, I wanted Ugg boots so bad that I literally, I think I would have done anything to get them on my feet. I wanted to be popular <laughs> and I wasn't at all. And all the cool girls had Ugg boots. And so I wanted some so bad. My mom ended up buying me a pair of Target brand um, Ugg boots and they were, I was so proud of them. I was like so excited to wear them. And I remember the first day that I wore them. I'll actually never forget it. Um, this girl <laughs> came up to me when I was walking home from school that day in the fifth grade. Her name was Kaylee. And she came up to me and she said, are those, uh, are those Ugg boots, those new? And I was so excited and like proud to tell her. So I was like, yeah, they are. Like, thanks for noticing, you know? And, and she was like, they're fake. And her and her friends made fun of me. And uh, I cried a lot. And um, I, I just look back at that story and I actually, I actually ended up never wearing those boots again because the reality was is that I let somebody else's words affect my identity. I was, I was in the fifth grade. I was a kid and I didn't know what it mean, like what it meant to belong to Jesus, what it meant to walk with God and be chosen by God and belong to God. And so I let what that person said about me affect my identity. And um, it's funny because it's like, it, that was 18 years ago. And I still remember that day so vividly. I can't tell you like what I had for breakfast this morning, but I know that in the fifth grade, this girl hurt my feelings so much. So I know it so much so that I like uh, remember it 
like literally like I just told you the whole story with details. I remember every single thing about it. Um, so much so that I wanted to share it with you guys as just kind of an example of, of what it's like basically to struggle with your identity. So my whole story, I think my, the story of my life start to finish is I've always been looking for some kind of identity. And I remember I spoke at a conference not too long ago, um, called the breathe conference. Shout out to, uh, my friends I met at breathe that are absolutely amazing. Um, pastor Lisa, Dr. Dolly, Renee, uh, Delia, Celeste, like I just met the most incredible women while I was there as well. Um, and so grateful for just like the relationships that I get to build as I, as people invite me to come and speak to things. But, uh, when I was there, they had like a brochure for the, for the conference. And I remember looking in the brochure and it said, Lacey Abercrombie, social media influencer. And I, one thing about me and they didn't know this. So I'm like, whatever, I do not, I do not want to be an influencer. I do not want to be called a social media influencer. It's just not something I don't know. It doesn't like actually genuinely bother me. Like I'm not actually upset about it, but it's something that I don't really like. I don't, I don't know. People are always like, can you link this? And can you link that? And I'm like, I don't know. I just don't really feel like it's my dream to link things. You know, maybe one day I'll do it. Uh, I know people make a, a lot of money off of it. So that'd be nice to pay my bills, but I just don't ever like see myself becoming an influencer. So to see my like name, Lacey, I've become a social media influencer. I was like, Oh, goodness. And so I remember the night before I was speaking, talking to Lisa, who was one of the people in charge at the uh, conference, Pastor Lisa. And I was like, Hey, so I don't want to be introduced as a social media influencer. Like whenever you call me up on stage, please don't say social media influencer. Just like, okay, well, what do you want me to say? And I was like, you know what? (laughs) That's a really good question because it's like, what am I? What, what do I do? You know, I'm like, am I a TikToker? Am I a small business owner? Am I a speaker? Am I, you know, like what, what am I? And it really got me thinking. And I know that I'm making this very over-spiritualized, but it really did get me thinking like, who am I? And it's so funny because people uh, will fangirl over me. And I don't say that in an arrogant way. I say it because I literally think it's funny. People will get so nervous to come up to me when they see me in public that they, some people won't even do it. And they'll message me afterwards and be like, I was standing behind you in line. And I was so scared to say hello to hi. Oh my gosh, I was fangirling. And I'm like, I, I feel like people, maybe they don't know that I'm like extremely human. Like the people that I've met at these conferences that have invited me to speak will attest, will like tell you, I am so incredibly human. Like, I don't even know what else to say other than like, I'm so human to the point where like, for example, I don't have a dining room table and I know you're, what you're thinking. Okay. That makes no sense. I don't have a dining room table. Like, like I, um, when I eat dinner or lunch or breakfast, I stand over my stove and I eat or I sit on the floor in my living room, at my coffee table, because I'm so much of a human being and so normal that I don't have something like that. Cause I'm just like, I don't know. I just never bought one. I've never owned one in my life and I'm 29 and I still don't have a dining room table. Um, but I'm just so normal, I guess is what I'm trying to say that it's just kind of funny. Cause you get like a following on the internet or you become like TikTok famous quote unquote, and it's it's like people think that you're going to be like a Kardashian or something like you're a celebrity and I'm like no, no no I just make funny videos like I'm I'm still I'm still Jenny from the block okay I'm still I'm still Jenny from the block used to have a little now I have a lot no matter where I go I know where I came from that was uh Jennifer Lopez you're welcome thank you um where's the clapping one nope that's on it wait there it is thank you everybody thank you so much I'll be here all night Anyway, so um, (laughs) it really got me thinking whenever they said, you know, you're this social media influencer. I was like, okay, well, who am I? When she said, well, what do you mean to introduce you as? I was like, I don't know. I don't actually know. But this is like the reality of this is like we're faced with this question. Who am I every single day? 
everyone is everyone's wondering especially like if you're you know going to school and you're in college you're like who am I who do I want to be what am I going to do with my life like it's it's a big question and especially as a believer we always think like who am I and like what's my purpose what am I supposed to do um and 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 it's so funny because people will say to me you know like you're the Lacey Abercrombie or you're Jesse Beth and I'm like okay but what does that mean you know, who am I? Who am I? And what am I supposed to do? And if I were to ask, you know, you, you guys listening right now or watching on YouTube, who are you? What would you say? And there's this like song and it's really good. It's by Hillsong and it's like, it's called Who You Say I Am. And it's like, I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. And like, it's so easy to sing those songs like, or Jaira. It's like, I'll never be more left than I am right now. How many times in this podcast am I going to sing? Probably, probably 18. Um, that's my guess. But there's that song. It's like, I'll never be more loved than I am right now. And it's so easy to sing that, but how do we live like we believe that we're already loved, already chosen, that we're not forsaken by God, that he's with us and he's for us? Like, how do we actually live like that? Because how many of us, if we're honest, if we look in the mirror every single day, we hate what we see. Or like we jump at the opportunity to insult ourselves when our friends are like, I look horrible today. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that because I look horrible today and I, my hair is not doing what I want. Like we jumped at the chance to insult ourselves, like including me, I will jump at the chance. If someone's like, oh, I just feel so gross today. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank goodness you said that because my hair is greasy. I haven't washed it in two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Not that that's ever true. Well, but we also jump at the chance to second guess our calling. Like some of us are living in the middle of our calling and we're doing what we know God has asked us to do. We're doing it so phenomenally well and beautifully. And even though it's beautiful and it's awesome, it's also very, very difficult. So people will come in and they'll try to speak into your calling. And obviously there's people that we trust that hold us accountable that are that are close mentors in our lives and friends. And we trust their, what they have to say. But then there's these outsiders, these outsiders that don't know you and they don't know anything about you and they don't know your ministry and they don't know your heart and, and they, don't, they haven't spent the time and they'll come in from the outside and try to tell you, hey, you're not good enough to do that. Hey, you're not fit to do that. Um, and it's so funny because it's like, we'll be so quick to believe them. We're like, wait, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Like I remember when I first started TikTok and first started going viral, the comment section would say things and I would, and I would actually second guess myself. I would read these people, these strangers on the internet with, with no profile picture. Okay. I would listen to what they had to say about me and what I was supposed to be doing with my life. These people that literally have seen one video, one video a 60 second video and I would let them tell me who I was supposed to be I would let them like make me second guess myself so some of us are second guessing our calling because of an outsider's perspective and so obviously I think it'd be amazing if all of us listening and all of us you know watching on YouTube right now if we could all believe and just like you know, champion. And yeah, I am who God says I am. And we live like that. But the truth is, is that a lot of us are struggling and we're struggling with obviously mental health is taking over the world, mental health issues and struggles. It's, it's incredibly difficult. There's loneliness, anxiety, depression, self-doubt, perfectionism, and the list goes on. But the truth is, and I heard this uh, for, from uh, Sadie Robertson, she said, if, if God is not God to us, then what God says about us is not actually going to change who we are. If God is not God to us, then what God says about us is not actually going to change who we are. So if God is not on the throne of your life, for example, 
if social media is on the throne of your life, if the perfectly posed picture with the perfectly edited skin and whitened teeth is on the, on the throne of your life, the minute that somebody insults that, your whole identity is going to fall apart. If, if finding a boyfriend or being in a relationship or being married is on the throne of your life, if you're called to singleness, your whole life will fall apart. If friends are on the throne of your life or if your job, whether or not you have this job or you get a good grade on this, you can have this perfect job. And and then if you don't get it, your whole, your whole identity falls apart because you built your life on this idea that social media is on the throne or that a boyfriend or a husband is on the throne or that a job is on the throne or what people say about you is on the throne. Whatever you, whatever's on the throne of your life is ultimately what tells you who you are. So if you say, I am who God says I am, and then I ask you this question, are you loved? And you're like, well, I've never had a boyfriend. Like, I don't know, I've never been in a relationship or I've been single for five years. or I've been single my whole life. And I don't know, I just don't really feel lovable. Maybe your relationship status is your God. Or, uh, you know, if I, if I ask you, do you feel called to this ministry? If you're complaining to me about how difficult it's been and things like that, which all of that is very real, I'll complain to you as well sometimes. <laughs> but I ask you, do, well, well, do you feel called to this ministry? And you say, well, these people keep telling me that I shouldn't have this title or I shouldn't be leading or that I'm not doing it and I'm not doing it well or I'm not good enough or I don't feel confident. Maybe what other people say about you is your God. So who is God in our lives? And uh, in Matthew 16, Jesus goes into the um, region of Caesarea Philippi. And um, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? So who do people say that I am? And his disciples said, well, some people say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But you, he said, he asked them, who, who do you say that I am? You, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus responded to Peter and he said, you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overpower it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. He responds to Peter and says, you, Peter, are the rock on which I will build this church. And so in this moment, he gives Peter his identity and then he gives him his purpose. He says, you are Peter, which means little rock. So you are this rock, that's your identity. And on this rock, on you, I will build my church and that is your purpose and that's it. We keep trying to figure out what our purpose is and who we are and what our identity is by taking all these tests. Like I'm taking the Enneagram quiz every chance I get, I'm like, what am I? And then I use it to justify my behavior. You know, we're trying to figure it all out. But the, the honest, the reality is, is that the only person that can give us our identity and tell us our purpose is Jesus. And he's the best one at it because he literally made us. <laughs> he literally, literally, Psalm 139, knitted us together in our mother's wombs and, and and planned every single day of our life out before we breathed a single breath is what Psalm 139, 16 says. And so it's funny because we'll spend all this time and we'll be scrolling through social media trying to figure out who we should be or what the latest trend is and how to follow it. But when we know who God is, we know who we are because we belong to him. We belong to God. And we'll never figure out who we are until we figure out who God is. And so people always ask me, it's so funny. People are like, how are you so confident? And sometimes I wonder, I wonder that myself. I'm like, you know what? That's a good question. Cause I feel insecure a lot of days. It's funny. Last week I released a, I released this podcast episode about how confident I was. And I'm like, all you women who are independent, like throw your hands up at me. And I woke up the morning that I had posted that podcast. It went live. I woke up and I had, had one of the most insecure days 
ever. Like it was really bad. I felt very insecure and I was feeling attacked on every side, like not even just insecure about my appearance. I was feeling, although I was very insecure about that, I was feeling insecure about friendships in my life. Um, I was feeling insecure about the way people viewed me because at this point in our lives, like there's so much to be insecure about. There's all these new, new secure insecurity unlocked every single day. There's something new to be insecure about that you're like, especially when you're in the public eye and you're on social media and you're, you know, TikTok famous or whatever, there's all these new insecurities that you never you had to be insecure about people will comment on things about my appearance that I have never even thought about and I'm like well new insecurity unlocked I never even looked at that part of myself before and so when people ask me how are you so confident uh, I want I want to say the answer is because I belong to Jesus the answer is because I know that I belong to God and everything else in my life is secondary. Ephesians, Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So everybody else can tell me whatever they want to tell me and they can think whatever they want to think. And this does not, this does not mean that I just live and I'm just like, I don't care what anybody says. My, I don't give a frick. Like I'm going to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. And nobody can tell me anything. That's not the case. The case is that we have trusted people in our lives. We have mentors, we have community, we have accountability. I have close friends in my life. And if they tell me something, that's different. You know what I mean? Like my best friend in the whole world, Kim, if she sits me down and says, Hey, I, I think you're struggling and I can see it in this area of your life. I'm taking that seriously and I'm praying about that. Like, but if a TikTok comment comes through from someone with no profile picture that I've never met in my life and they say, I can't believe you did blah, blah, blah. You must be far from God. I'm like, I'm not going to second guess myself. I belong to Jesus and everything else is secondary. So people can say I'm too much. People can say I'm too dramatic or too loud. Or my personality is too big. They can say anything they want about me. I'm too silly. I can't, they can't take me seriously, but People can think whatever they want to think because people are not my God. God is my God. You know what I'm saying? People are not the God that people are not on the throne of my life and I, I won't let them be. All of the days of my life were written in my, in God's book before a single one of them began. Psalm 139, 16. God created me with a purpose in mind and he created you with a purpose in mind. You are not your past. You are not what people say about you. You are not your job. And you are definitely not the sum of all of your worst mistakes. You belong to Jesus. Um, I told you that story about feeling embarrassed about, you know, having these, these Ugg boots that were off brand. And it's funny because I never wore those Ugg boots again because I let somebody else's idea about me affect my whole identity. Looking back, it's like now I would, <laughs> people would be like, are those fake Ugg boots? Where'd you get those? You know? And I'd be like, I'd be so excited to be like, Target, I'll send you the link. They were $5 on clearance. But whenever we're younger, you know, we don't know who we are. And the truth is, is that if we don't know who we are, it doesn't matter if it's Ugg boots or not. If we don't know who we are, we don't know who God is to us. This can still happen to us today, fifth grade or not. If I'm in a, if I'm not in a season, in a place where I'm listening to what God says about me, I'm being encouraged by those around me. I'm walking in the faithfulness of God I'm bearing fruit. If I'm not in that place, it, it is so easy for me to slip back into insecurity and believing what everyone else says about me. It's so incredibly important for all of us to remember who we are um, in Christ. I'm remembering just how amazing it was to be at Abundantly More and be sharing this message. Um, and one of the things I kind of said at the very end is I just said, can I be honest with you guys? I never thought that this would be what I would be doing with my life. 
I never, ever, ever in a million years thought that people would pay me to travel, to come and to share my story with people. I never, ever, ever thought that that would be a part of what I would be doing with my life. I thought I, when I was a barista at Starbucks, there was times where I was like, I think I'm going to be making coffee for the rest of my life. I think that's what I'm going to be doing. But I never knew, I never knew, I never knew that I would be speaking and traveling and speaking to girls and speaking to women and speaking to youth groups and and sharing my story of how God really honestly saved my life and is saving my life. And you wouldn't believe the amount of times that I wanted to give up. <laughs> you just really wouldn't. Um, but the reason I haven't given up yet, <sighs> there's so many, there's so many, uh, there's so many young girls um, whose lives I've gotten to be a part of in the last 10 years that uh, I could tell you story after story of the way that God has continued to use me. It has nothing to do with me being funny or me being cool or me being relatable. It has everything to do with me surrendering my life and saying, I don't want to be on the throne of my life anymore because I'm very bad at it. When I'm on the throne, it's not a, it's not a good kingdom. But whenever I just choose to like lay myself down, I'm like, God, you could, can you just do it? Because I can't do it. And then he chooses to use broken, sinful people like me, like you, to build his kingdom. And we get to just like go along for the ride. If we choose to, to make God on the throne of our life, if we choose to say, I surrender because I know my life is not as good <laughs> as it could be if Jesus was on the throne, it's amazing the way that he'll transform our lives and teach us about who we are, what we're called to do. God just continues to use my story, um, like specifically, uh, I was addicted to pornography for 10 years in the dark by myself, never told anybody. And now I am free of that. And I share that story a lot uh, on the internet or like, you know, if I go and speak, I'll share that part of my story. And um, recently I shared that at a conference and a young girl came up to me and she said, I've been struggling for, with, uh, with pornography for six years and I've never told anybody. And I was like, it's amazing that you're going to tell me that. And now you have to go tell your mentor. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, thank you so much for feeling safe enough to tell me that. Um, now you got to tell somebody else and let's get you clean, you know? And it's not because I, I just, I share that because I think it's incredible what God can do whenever we say, okay, I'll share that part of my story. Okay. Even though it's uncomfortable and awkward, awkward sometimes for me to be like, yeah, I was addicted to porn. You know, when I share that part of my story, chains of other people are broken chains on their life are broken because God broke the chains in my life and then I'm faithful to share and so I say all of that to say that whenever God is on the throne of your life and God you figure out who God is to you and then you know who you are because of that and then you decide hey every single day I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna say God you can take the throne of my life because I'm a horrible God I'm a horrible God and everything's gonna go south quick if I'm in charge God would you just sit on the throne of my life if you just allow God to do that He'll give you your identity and your purpose. He'll give you your identity and then he'll give you your purpose. And for me, God has given me this just beautiful identity of knowing that I belong to him. And my purpose because of that is to just continue to share my story and continue to be faithful in the small stuff. When he gives me people at the coffee shop in front of me to say hello to, it's that or it's when he gives me a stage and a platform and I can share my story, it's it's being faithful there too. And so it's it's all of the things in between. And I don't, I don't want to hear... Or I don't want to, you know, you ought to be over here thinking like, oh, this is like, this is your story because you're famous on the internet and you're Lacey Abercrombie and da -da -da. it's like, no, it has nothing to do with me having any kind of following or platform or anything. You can be 
faithful as well right now where you are and you can lives can be changed and forever freedom can come chains can be broken um, people who are so insecure can feel confident because of you like you can help uh, as long as you're faithful as well as long as you would just allow to, yourself to be used by God like it is that simple allow yourself to be used by God and he will do the rest so I have read these before I think I don't know if I've read them on the podcast before but I uh, listened to this sermon series called Mastermind by Craig Rochelle at Life Church, and it's one of those that has like literally changed my life um, forever. And I listen to it every single year. And um, he also read a book called Winning the War in Your Mind, also a life changer. Um, but this this sermon series, um, Craig Rochelle talks about how our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts, and so what we think shapes who we are. And so I think about this in the sense of like what we think about ourselves shapes who we are and the strongest thoughts that we have about ourselves, that's the direction our life is going. And so at the end of one of the um, sermons he's speaking, he says that he speaks the word of God over his life. And so he's like, has this list of affirmations that he reads out to himself and um, it has like literally changed his life. And so I have these, um, I'm going to read them to you, but I also, you can find them on my Instagram at Abercrombie Lacey. Uh, I think it's linked in the podcast info section on here, but at Abercrombie Lacey on Instagram, um, if you go to my Instagram story highlights, there's one that says affirmations and you click on it and just screenshot it, type it up, print it. I have it in my bathroom, on my refrigerator, in my car, um, on my mirror, everywhere, because it's so important to remember who we are in Christ. So I'm going to read these over you, um, and then I'll be done. Uh, you are strong and mighty in Christ. Oh, and I changed it to you instead of I am. Um, on my Instagram, there are I ams, but I want to read them over to you today as you are. So you are strong and mighty in Christ. You have Christ dwelling in you. You are a weapon of righteousness in a dark world. You are not your past. You are not what you did. You are not what they think you are. You are who God says you are. You are forgiven. You are free. You are redeemed. You are not a hostage to your unhealthy thoughts. The weapons you fight with are not weapons of this world. They have the power to demolish strongholds. You have the mind of Christ directing your thoughts. You have the word of God guiding your steps. Worry is not your master. You trust in God. God's peace guards your heart and mind. You have not been given a spirit of fear, but a sound mind. You are not a slave to your habits. You are not a prisoner to your addictions. You've been rescued from the power of darkness and been brought into the kingdom of God's light. The Lord is your helper. You will not be afraid. You are empowered. You are called. You are chosen. You are the masterpiece of God created in Christ Jesus to do good works. God is for you. God is with you. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Step into the truth. You are who God says you are. Um, I hope that encourages you today. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Um, like this. I don't know. How do you do that? Like and subscribe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. Leave a review if this is something that you know how to do. I personally don't know how to do that. Leave a review, like it, subscribe, I don't know, etc. And I'll see you next time. <laughs>